So, <laughs> welcome guys. Thank you so much uh, for being my very first guest on the Soulful Sunday podcast. I feel totally proud of that. Thanks for having us. Thanks for asking us. So this idea actually came about in March 2023. I was in Mexico. I was on a Lilo having a bit of a creative, you know, when you go on holiday and you start to think thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I'm going to have a podcast. And then I thought, imagine if Greg and Jules would come on. How amazing would that be? Um, But I never had the courage to ask you. And it's now October 2023. And really the main thing that has stopped me from getting this far so, you know, so slowly was my own mind. I totally overthought it. And I just thought, who are you to have a podcast? No. So Who are you not to have a podcast? Exactly. This is great. That's the theme of the day is why not, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, thank you so much to you guys. Um, I'm very, very excited. And I want us to just have a bit of fun and relax doing this. Um, I thought that probably the best thing to start with is to talk about our first meeting. Because I get asked all the time at Soulful Sunday is, were you guys friends before? How did you actually meet? And we actually just met on the beach, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Well, was that I was thinking about the other day because I met you before you met Natalie mm-hmm. um, through my friend Gail Telfer Stevens, and we started doing a couple of dips in Balak. She's from Balak, yeah. and then one night I went down and she was like that we're going somewhere else and I was like why aren't we at the spot and she went we're just going along a bit we're going to Lust Beach and I was like oh that'll be nice she went I'm taking to this to this thing I've heard about it's just started up and there's a girl called Natalie you Aww. she went I know how much you love yoga because Gail didn't do a lot of yoga mm-hmm. and so she went um, she knew I'd my, I'm a mat and stuff she was like let's just go along let's go along I've booked us in so she'd booked me in and everything and then down I came and I was really nervous then because I hadn't dipped her with anybody else mm. and then we came down and I try to think how many of us were on the beach do you know when that was can you remember when that was I think it was a photo I mean it's like it was May time wasn't it it was a really nice night I yeah. remember it was sunny so it's about a year and a half ago yeah but it feels like longer yeah it does feel like much longer yeah and I'm not just saying this because you're sitting there like I'd done quite a lot of yoga up till then and then I remember because Gail kept going that she could yoga to me and I was like oh my god she's brilliant at the yoga and then I was really nervous to go in to do the dip with you and stuff but then I came home and went on and on about you to Greg didn't Mm -hmm. I yeah and it was kind of your thing for a long time and because I, I, I often think about how come more guys don't do it and stuff. Mm. And I think guys have that thing of, no, you go and do your thing. You seem to be really enjoying that. And guys are just shy. And the idea of coming down to a, a, and lying on a beach. And But Jules was great. She was like, nobody cares what you look like in your trunks on the beach. <laughs> Nobody's looking at you. And I remember after about two months, finally working up the courage to say, I'm going to go with you. And yeah. I, I'm glad I did. I'm so glad you did. So your version of events is completely different to my yeah, version what's yours? of events. And it's actually quite funny to hear that you were nervous on that day. Yeah. Because obviously people book in and I have no idea who's going to appear. Um, we just stand on the beach and people kind of come out of the trees almost. <laughs> yeah, they and do. I remember seeing Miss Hooley coming out of the trees and thinking, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Like, that's so weird because I don't this? think like that at all, obviously. <laughs> no, but that's, that's everybody. That's your name. Yeah, of course. No, that's your name. Yeah. It's really to, to most of us. Obviously, I've got two older kids and I had Balamori was on my television forever. You know, that that's song was crazy. etched in my mind, <laughs> unfortunately. And what we did was we basically drove home. David, my husband and I were just completely like, oh, my God, Miss Hula, blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> I went told my mum and you know it was it was almost felt like a one-off you know it was just like that was bonkers you know I wonder who'll appear next week yeah and it wasn't until the couple of months later that then Greg appeared out of the trees and I really had to hold David's hand (laughs) that was a moment now you don't know this but I had to really David's like a Labrador he would he was just so excited he was going to jump on you now David has watched Still Game for 20 it's been 20 years hasn't it yeah that's right yeah 20 years so he's watched that at least and still does at least once a week oh fantastic that is also etched in my mind. So that theme tune is usually when I'm falling asleep at night, I can hear the theme tune. No way. And he kills himself laughing. So that day that you came, (laughs) now we didn't know you were married. Oh really? Yeah, no, quite so a lot of like, yeah. What is this? Something's weird. Hang about with him for. Why do these people keep coming out of these trees <laughs> to Soulful Sunday? And I remember saying to David, "Be cool." 
David. Be cool. Be cool. I was like, do not ask this guy for a photograph. Do not ask him. Just be cool. Don't say anything. And we were both like... <laughs> so I wondered... Did we come across like that or are we good actors as You're well? You're really good actors. Very I never, actors. honestly never thought about that. And it's weird when you say that. And genuinely, I'm really glad you brought that up because <laughs> I don't, obviously, people believe this or, or not, especially for him, he gets it much more than me. I don't ever think like that at all. Like I would never think in my head, you're going, there's Miss Hooley. And remember I had to ask you which one you were from still game and you fell out me. I was like, are you Jack or Victor? And he was like, are you kidding me on? I, I actually forgot just for a few seconds, but Victor and Miss Hooley coming to your class like that. But I was more worried about on the day, weirdly, about if he would like it or not. Right. Because you know when you're so into something, mm -hmm. I was like, please like it, please like it, to the point I was like that. So I never would even thought, I don't ever, ever really see anyone like looking there again I would see people looking at Greg at something like that because I'm thinking he's got really dirty joggies on they'll think that his jammies yeah Greg with his jammies on but that's so weird hearing it from the other way around doesn't mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. well we play this game sometimes if we're in the supermarket and if somebody comes up to Jules and goes oh my kids love your show and all this I grew up with it blah 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 and then she'll go ah, that's really, oh, thanks so much for watching and then she'll turn to me and she'll go I own this Albie's <laughs> And this is mine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, he gets raging if, yeah. if somebody says hello to me at the airport before him. And I'm like that. Walk past the bus stop. She's international. Like, I own this bus stop. It's one one. <laughs> So I'm so glad that we didn't come across as did fans like that. No, not at all. That was good. Which and is probably why he kept coming then. Yeah. yeah. So the conversation then on the way home in the car, obviously we drive for an hour to get home, was we were just like, <laughs> who's next? Who's next? We should have brought Jackie Bird with us. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make that a thing every time we go down to last and bring somebody yeah. freak Natalie no, out. No, don't, because honestly, <laughs> I'm, I've had my share. I've, I've, I've dealt with it well. But it was, you know, it's, it's it's crazy for us, and you guys must have experiences like that as well. You must be somewhere that you see someone that's famous, and you're like, yeah, just you know, close the jaw. Oh, but sure, he's yeah. good at closing the jaw. I'm not. I'm like, hiya, <laughs> and then I'm like, I don't know him. And then it's because of they're on the telly. Our actors all think they know each other. Did we just presume we do? Normally, it is quite a nice shorthand to kind of say hi because. You know, yeah. and obviously it's like any job, some people are friendlier than others. But when you said that there, I was thinking, when I went with Gail a couple of times, people were staring at yeah. her and I was like, you're really good at the yoghurt. They're all watching you and she's like so down to earth. She's like, Jules, it's River City. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, of telly. course. Because <laughs> I forgot that, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. We were, we were at an airport a couple of weeks ago and uh, the kids, our boys were driving us crazy. Oh. And um, Jules turned and went, I'm so sick of this, absolutely <laughs> sick of this. Keep your voices down like that. And this woman went like that. And I looked and I went, Jules, the, that's Frances McDormand, the woman from Fargo. <laughs> You're making what? too much noise. And her husband, Joel Cohen, huh? the director of Fargo. <laughs> and I, I couldn't take my eyes off her because like, she's an Oscar winner and stuff, you know. But <laughs> Jules had just been like rowing the boys. To be fair, no, she was judging me. Anymore, you know? <laughs> she was judging me, Frances, if I ever meet you. She was, she was judging me a wee bit in that moment. She was judging for making so much noise in the lineup. Yeah. Chevy was kicking off and uh -huh. she's an Oscar winner, but she still judged me. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. I should have gone and got her autograph and said, "My wife's quite normal, normal." <laughs> doesn't like she doesn't like the airport security cues. Oh Who does? I know. But have you had that moment with someone? Is there someone that you have met and just thought they're a normal person? They're a normal person. You've had to remind yourself. Yeah. Yes. Who is it? Uh, Billy Conley. For me, oh, we met him a couple oh, yeah. of years ago, and uh, you know, I'd obviously read about his battle with Parkinson's yeah. and whatnot. My dad had Parkinson's, and I. When I when I met him, I was he was he looked like um he had looked like Willie Nelson. He had his hair in silver braids, and he had a hat on, and he was sitting on a, this beautiful chair. Tattoos all over his hands and his feet. He looked like this kind of um, a Viking or some kind wow. of sailor. Oh, he's gorgeous! And I couldn't take my eyes off him. And the thing that struck me was he every single one of his mannerisms was familiar to you. Yeah. From wow. you know, the, and he was talking and telling stories, and I was like. This is so, so... I actually nearly burst into I tears bet. when I left. I was like, I was almost so overwhelmed, you know. Like, I just couldn't take my eyes off him. It was fantastic. Uh, Who was yours? Um, John Gordon Sinclair, because Gregory's girl was 
the thing for me growing up yeah. in East Kilbride and when we went to the cinema to see that I was like folk are talking <laughs> like us and I just fancied them crazy rotten when I was at school as well everybody did and all the all the, the, the guys fancy Claire Grogan sorry D Hepburn but everyone fancied Claire and so I did a radio play with him and he was on the cast list and I said to me I can't do this and she was like what and do you not like the script I went no John Gordon Sinclair's in it I cannot go into that studio with John Gordon Sinclair and she was like well I've said you're doing it you're doing it and I literally ignored him the first day now you had my script like that and I would just be staring at him like that and then I had to do a scene with him and they were like you need to bring your script down from your face and then I, I did tell him eventually and then as fate happened Greg wrote these comedy horrors and he wrote one for John uh, John Gordon and then he was in it so then we became friends with him and stuff Aww. but even even now it's like I'd send a picture of me having a wee cuddle with him and my sisters are like it's Gregory <laughs> but he was just I, I, I don't get starstruck often but with him our, I did. he came to our house and Jules has got Gregory's Girls posters everywhere oh, so and embarrassing photos. and also a photo of Jules and, and John Gordon Sinclair from the Edinburgh Festival about 10 years ago so John Jules. was looking around the house going I think I'm oh, just going to go walk into a shrine I know <laughs> And I've got a big cider heat in the photo as well, and I'm all sweaty like that in the picture. It's not flattering. He thought he was getting locked in your house, huh. didn't he? For yeah, life. I think he thought I'm never getting out of here. He thought you were the girl out of misery. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, totally. Look that to my foot. Yeah, I, I don't get it that often, but with him, definitely. Aww. I think Adam, like. It's be fun like, when that happens, though. It is quite fun. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's, it's but really how nice. amazing that people do it to you on a daily basis and you just. And you can just come to the beach and do Soulful Sunday. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's But I think without being a sook, that's testament to you because he just goes there and loses himself in yeah. it. Like he's, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. You've talked really about cute. that being introverted and stuff. But you just go there and you I've, you never say, oh, I didn't like that mm. day or anything. You just go and well, calm it's, down it's, and do it. It's such a great experience. And, and the last couple of years to watch it grow, you know, for you guys as well, it's, it's it's an absolute thrill for us. You're looking at it just going, this is incredible. Is. I've heard the stories about how, you know, you started it with like three pals yeah. and then I heard about it from Jules and Gail and then suddenly you're down there and it's like there's 60 people there, you know, all chattering away and it's so social and so, yeah. and it's also that lovely thing of you have something in common with people that you haven't met. Yes. You know, you're yeah, all there, you have this like invisible friend who introduces you to people. I love You know, that. which is really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nobody talks about what they do. No. I've met no. these people for three years I couldn't tell you any of their occupations mm-hmm. because we don't talk about that stuff. Mm-hmm. We talk about the colour of the sky, the leaves. You know, mm-hmm. we talk about the good stuff yeah. rather than who we actually feel as if we have to be. Yeah. So I'm glad that you guys get to feel that as well. Yeah, definitely. His dad has a lovely thing that I've tried to install on, and the boys tell Natalie about that, about oh, your uh, professions. Yeah, he, he used to sort of say, if you, you should actually make a point of never asking somebody what they do yeah. for a living. Because subliminally you might be judging them or saying, well, what can I, how can this person help me or what, all yeah. that nonsense that goes with that kind mm-hmm. of putting somebody in a box by asking what they do. He always used to think it was a very dull question. Yeah. And he, uh, most of his pals, I'd say like, what does he do, Dad? He's like, I have no idea. You just sat and That's drank nice. with him for yeah. 20 years in a pub. So yeah. you know the person rather you, than... You either get on with him or you don't, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, that's cool. I'm, I'm stealing that 100%. <laughs> it's a dull question, yeah. isn't it? Who cares? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So your first Soulful Sunday obviously was with Gail. Mm-hmm. Where had you been dipping before that? I know that that wasn't your very first time. Um, a little bit in Ballock because she grew up there. I was always a bit worried about going in locks. Mm. Just I don't know, we've got this sort of fear in us growing up. Because um, we've been warned not to go near them, haven't we? All yeah. of our lives, don't go near the water. Yeah, and I knew a little bit about that because it was always like growing up, um, we would go down to Ayrshire and stuff and go to, well, when you're from Glasgow, East Bridge, you always went that way, you always yeah. went um, the other way, west, not not east. So it would always be places like Ayr or Colwyn and places like that, and go to the beach down, uh, places like that. But always the sea so the lock was weird for me mm-hmm. and I had this sort of fear of it but she grew up there so I felt really safe with yeah. her so I would go there um, and weirdly kind of rivers and stuff like that <laughs> swimming but there's a photo of me I wish I brought it to show you this morning and there's a picture of me when I'm wee and I'm the youngest of four do- um, daughters and my mum and dad and my eldest sister's holding me and I'm wrangling to get out because I was always in the water oh. and I've got my nappy on and my 
sister's trying to hold me the bed and he loves it because I'm like, get off me. And I'm trying to get in. And my mum's like, we couldn't keep you out of the water. Oh, couldn't keep me out of the water always. And then, I've probably told you this before, then when I became a mum and stuff, I was a bit like, oh, don't splash me for years. Yeah. And the boys, our two boys are now grown up, wet themselves at the fact that I'm in all the time now. Yeah, so I stopped it. I definitely stopped it mm. for a wee while. I don't know why. And then got back into yeah. it. But that, that was, you know... Up until that that point there, when, when Gail started saying it again, I was like, outside? Was that kind of thing? So we mm. sort of encouraged each other to do that. Mm. And you can't keep her out now either. No. It's I'm the same. I was never outdoorsy. Were ever. you not? No. No. I'm terrified of bugs, spiders, anything that flies or crawls. Now I can be there and kind of block them out. Yeah. But I think people that knew me from a couple of years ago are really quite shocked mm -hmm. that this is what I do and just just love it so much. So something has happened. There's something in the air. Yeah, I think it flips everything on its head in, yeah. in, in Scotland because I, for, for 25 years living in Scotland, would you're hardwired to go nowhere in the water. It's just like, it's crazy. It's like it's too cold. It's this or mm -hmm. that. It's uncomfortable or it's dangerous, mm -hmm. whatever. But also the darkness in the winter and things, we get cosy in the, in the house and whatnot. Mm. So we're kind of like, and then in the summer we complain when it's not. But the, the good thing about cold water dipping for me is that the whole, it's kind of like leveled the entire year. Yeah. So no longer do I get a seasonally adjusted sort of anxiety or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's The spring is as good as the winter. And in some ways, if you go on holiday and the water's warm, you're going to go, oh, it's not as cold. Yeah, we don't get that. So buzz, everything feels no. flipped on its head. 100%. You know? and yeah. I, I used to that. get really... Maybe depressed is not the word, but I kind of was quite depressed at this time of year back in the day mm -hmm. when yeah. it was dark in the morning and yeah. I hated it. Yeah. Whereas actually what I love now is to be out and see the sunrise. Yeah. I've yeah. seen more sunrises in the last few years than my yeah. whole entire life. Yeah. And that in itself just makes you level out. Yeah, it yeah. makes everything okay, doesn't it? It really does. You sort of look forward to the winter, mm. and I used to, I used to dread the end of October mm. when the clocks went back, yeah, and that's gone too. now. Yeah, you had one of those lamps. He bought one of those lamps from John Lewis. Yeah, then the sad lamp. lamp. I, I was like, "What are you talking about, a sad lamp?" And then he put it on because you'd be right through the winter, right through and he'd have it yeah. in the corner office, yeah. and it was a beautiful light off mm. it. And I was like, "Is that on all day?" And he was like, "Yeah, mm. that helps me." But. It got smashed, I don't know, I can't remember what happened. We never, we've never bought another one. I was so angry, I turned it over. There's <laughs> <laughs> four hours of light. In the, the and you don't need it. You don't, don't need, need it, it You don't need it anymore. So no. it's just incredible, isn't it, to see people coming out and doing these things that yeah. has always been there. It's always been free to go outside. Yeah. But we just get in that little comfort zone of being in a cocoon in winter. And it's it's not like you're, you're tapping into the, the most obvious and natural resource in Scotland, which is the cold water. Yeah. Because, you know, because for years we're like, oh no, you don't go in the water here. Yeah. You go to Spain and do it. Yeah. But it's not anymore, you know. I know. I don't even recognise myself, actually, sometimes <laughs> when I'm head first in. I'm like, who are you? It's great, isn't it? Yes. No. Oh my God. But we'll get on to that later on. Sure. Between. Coming to Soulful Sunday and then the 1st of January 2023, you guys obviously launched Jules and Greg's Wild Swim on BBC Scotland. What was the timeline on that? How did that actually become a thing? Well, we were talking about that because um, we're so lucky now that we've just finished doing our series. We've made six episodes that's going out this January. But we went right back to it in our minds talking about it because one of the things we wanted to do in the series was go back to where we had the idea. So we're talking about that last night. We went to see Greg's friend. He's got a shop up in Inverness, um, a clothes shop. I'm not plugging it, but I kind of did a wee bit there. And uh, <laughs> so we went up there for a couple of days and we always take the stuff in the car now. Always take, the, we'll be the same, yeah. your wee booties and your gloves and your you know trunks and stuff. So we had it. And so we said to them, where can we go on the way home? We'd love to go for a dip on the way home. And right away, his lovely partner, Susie, went, Door, it's Doris, isn't Doris? It's, yeah. it's Loch Ness, right. basically. And immediately I was going, oh God, that was really deep. Anyway, we went yes. and it was. Yeah. we've got a video of it. It's one of our favourite dips ever. It's yeah. quite a long dip for us, wasn't it? It was long. Yeah, and six feet from the shore, you couldn't touch the bottom. Oh. You know, these stories of Loch Ness being like, mm -hmm. like that, I was like, this is wild. But we, we were driving home after oh, that. Oh, so excited. And Joe said, wouldn't it be great to do a show about this, you know? And we'd called a producer by the time we got home and then we were wow. working on the pitch document the next day Tony and Jim and we sent it in and then they sent it in 
And it sort of kind of just all sort of snowballed like that, you know. And I've still got the bit of paper and it just sit, because he's always telling me to write. And I was like, oh, you, know, you write it. And I went, no, say it. How you said it to me in the car? Because we do it in Scott's God. When we used to do Scott's God, we would have two cameras in the car. Mm-hmm. I mean, people don't believe you when you say that and you're improvising and they're on you all the time. <laughs> and we used to always say in Scott's God, this is the stuff when me and Louise were, weren't being those characters, we're just carrying on. We always thought that was funnier. <laughs> Not in a big head we, from then when we were actually yeah, rolling. Course, yeah, so I was <laughs> like, okay, maybe we could just have the cameras and my wee mini at the time like on us and uh, I'm not making out that we weren't getting on but we were having a really good laugh I was like we could be like this having a pure laugh (laughs) just talking shite and then going for a swim and then meeting folk and even that day at that Dory's Beach we met people didn't we Mm -hmm. Um, chatting away and I was like and we could meet folk and take them for a swim and Greg went write it down exactly like that don't try and posh it up and be something that you're not write it down like that and I was like okay then so I did and it slipped you like we could have a pure laugh in the car. <laughs> and Tony was like, I was doing a podcast and Tony went, I'm going to put this in. I think this might, because I said, I can't believe how many people are doing this. It's yeah. so exciting. And we went there quite early in the morning. There were still loads of people. Yeah. So it some... all happened really quick. And then we got the phone call that we're getting to make a pilot. And honestly, like, you know, just the way things are going just now with television, I was like, we'll never get to do this. And then they came back and said, we'll, mm. we'll let you do a pilot. And mm. I still honestly... I'm pinching myself at that. I cannot believe that we got to make a pilot. And genuinely, without saying that because you're sitting there, you were on our list right away because Tony said, try and get it in your head where it all started. Mm-hmm. And I said, it has to be with Natalie. Mm-hmm. It has to be. Mm-hmm. And then that's how we did the narrative for the show and then we went off from there. So, I, I don't think I've had a response to something that I've been involved in since like that kind of... Um, uh, positive since chewing the fat or something like that. You know, the number of people that come up to us and say, oh, we watched the show. And I get ladies coming up to me and going, That's, I love that swimming show. And then pointing at me and going, and by the way, you're a lucky man. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> See, this is meant to happen Smooth. in your lives, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, for your marriage, for your life, it yeah. was meant that was the message, Greg. Well, you're yeah, a lucky that's man. the message. And people always say that, you know, they say things like, try and find things for you and your partner to do yeah. together. You know, Jules and I had talked for about six years about how we'd take up golf. Oh, wow. And we were going to buy golf clubs and do it together. And then we, Only we because haven't... Catherine Zeta-Jones looks pretty bloody good golf. We still haven't bought golf clubs, but we feel as if we found something that we can do together and have a laugh. Yeah. And you know, Well, without I... being depressing and not naming anybody, people, loads of people... <laughs> My friends will be like, thanks, that got married at the same time as us aren't together anymore. And mm. it started to get me really freaking out about going, oh my God. Mm. And I've got a friend that lives in England, that's all I'll say. And I started watching them. They started just going like that. And mm. they're a great couple. And he's away off doing things. And I said to him, I think we'll need to start doing something together because mm. I don't know how else to. Because, and I did, did say that in the pilot, you know yourself, it's really stressful being married. Mm, <laughs> get do. married if you want to get married, that's great. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying it and say that the only people are listening, but it is great. But it's work that people don't tell you about. You mm. have to keep doing things. It and, is work. Because otherwise, yeah. your partner, this couple I'm telling you about in England, he goes away off on his bike and she doesn't see him for weeks. Yeah. And I'm like, what? But that's normal. But I think that she started normal, to resent it? it though yeah. as well. And then also, because we're both actors, we never, we've acted together and stuff. We haven't worked together me. that much, yeah. But the, the big worry for me, Natalie, was going and doing that pilot and being us, which sounds a bit... That's crazy. Wanky saying that, but my family in particular, like them watching us like in the swim, <laughs> I knew the comments would come in and me my swimsuit my mum's like you could have brushed your hair um, <laughs> and all that stuff but it was quite exposing for us to be ourselves course, yeah. and I was like how are we going to get around that mm-hmm. but Tony our lovely director that you met just made us feel so comfortable and he was like I'll keep you right I just mm-hmm. want you to try and be yourselves so, but we're really worried about that weren't we well we were worried about it but one of the ways we sort of got over that was we said to Tony and Jim look we, you know we love you guys and trust you so we'll talk We'll sit in the van and talk shit all day long. Yeah. And then you, you go away edit it. and you edit it and you form the story. We don't mm. want to have any part of that because otherwise we might go and go, oh, I look like an idiot there. Or, <laughs> yeah. So we let them decide what the story is, mm. you know, and they've done an, did an amazing job yeah. with, with the pilot and we've loved working with them over the summer and Rowan too and their whole team. But after the show finishes, we kind of step back and they go in and get yeah. in amongst it. And it's quite a vulnerable thing, I guess. 
Yeah, you have to have yeah. trust yeah. there. You know, yeah. you have to trust the, the people that you're working with. Of course, we do because they're really good at what yeah. they do. They've done uh, some amazing documentaries over the years. But it's and, beautifully. You know, the, the filming is incredible. The day so obviously great. we filmed for a day with you guys, mm-hmm. and it didn't feel like filming at all. No, it's very. They, they, not it's not for very one intrusive. second. Yeah. No, it was really just. Mm-hmm. We were just friends on the beach doing what we did every single Sunday, but it was on a Monday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was secretly not trying Tony out, but I was kind of watching, going, "I wonder what they'll be." Like. I was watching what they were like with Hughes, yeah. and he was really emotional after it because it was one of the first things we filmed, and then we went off in the van, and he was like, "I can't yeah. believe." That's what yeah. you do. Well, then they came to Soul for Sunday. That's so they did. Yeah. That's right. The two of them loved it. Yeah. It's Every single day while we were away filming this summer, you would stop and one of us would nudge the other and go, Jules, look. And you'd look. And just where you'd been doing a bit, the whole crew had stripped down to their trunks and were all in the water. So they've all taken it up and they're all doing it now. And we're like, that's so cool. That's so cool. That's the ripple effect. The ripple effect, It definitely is the ripple effect, (laughs) isn't it? But when you said it like that there, when you asked us about it, it didn't feel that long. Because I do feel like that, I worry more than him, but I was going, oh God, I don't want anyone to think that we're like, (laughs) <laughs> the captains of dipping and all that kind of stuff like what do we know about it I know. but I think that's quite nice that it's not an expert because there will be probably a show we're talking about this other day there probably will be a show with two expert wild swimmers doing a show but I have to go right okay that's not us mm. and we're never kidding on that that is what we are no. and Jackie Bird's got nothing to worry about I'm not a <laughs> presenter either we're just chatting yeah. we're just you weren't trying to be sciencey and that's no. why I loved it is because even if you were sciencey I would switch off because I wouldn't understand it you would say things that would go right over my head but actually your yeah. show is about the people mm-hmm. yeah and that's one thing that's always amazed me about both of you guys when we have been in a, even a small group of people or a huge group, 60, 70 people, mm-hmm. is you are the most interested people mm-hmm. there. Why? Like, where <laughs> does that come from? Because I no, look at it and think, that's what I should be like. But I'm just not like that. I'm very much, you know, a, a kind of introvert, I guess. If people come and talk to me, I'll talk to them all day long. But you guys are just happy to go in and start you're just so interested in people. Where did that come from, do you think? Well, I think it, it, I always say about Jules that she has the perfect combination of empathy and nosiness. <laughs> <laughs> and what I mean by that I'll is that, that she's great. At, she'll, she'll, every time I've seen her over the years walking up to people and I'll be like, just leave them alone. Let them, and she'll say, shut up, Greg. And she'll go up and go, right, what's the score? You got a girlfriend? You got a boyfriend? Where, where do you live? Do you live with your parents? What, what, what did you do before this? And I'm like, wow. And and Jules will sit there and make pals almost instantly. Yeah. And so this is before the dipping thing. This she's is just always been in like general. that. She's I love always, that. She's like a, the secret weapon in the relationship, you know. So when we go places, I can sort of naturally sort of become that West of Scotland male where I'm kind of like a little bit quieter. And, you know, if Jules says, oh, I can't come on Friday, I'm like that. Oh, no, you need to come. <laughs> I need you. <laughs> you need to come, you know? So there's that, I think. And I think what, so when it came to doing the show, that that was really, really, we kind of sort of supported each other yeah. and kind of played to each other's strengths. Yeah. Um, but I think as well in that situation, for your Soulful Sunday, I've got, I get the buzz off the fact of what you said. We're all there because I'm excited, even if I'm sitting beside a woman on the mat I've not met before. And I love to say, is this your first time? And I yeah. love it when they say yes. I'm like that. It's people's stories, isn't it? She's going to feel great at the end of this. I know she is because she's in your hands. Do you know what I mean? And then if they start to tell you stuff, it's great. Mm. Or in the water, the stuff comes out. It comes pouring out. And next thing you're cuddling somebody and they're crying. (laughs) And not every time, but you know, or... Mm. Like one time I came to yours and I was holding somebody's dog in the water, do you remember? Because yeah. <laughs> I wanted the women to enjoy what you were doing because yeah. I could tell she was really stressed and yeah. I was like, I'll hold your dog. And I wanted her shoulders to go in. But I think as well, maybe because we're actors and you're a writer, so we are interested in other people's stories. Like sometimes I'll do a play and it'll be rank rotten and I'll go, yeah, but I've got great chat out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I met, we'll do the play, but it's about the people in the play mm. or the, the crew that are mm. in the play. And you become like this family mm. and just, I've just always loved that about mm. people. I genuinely love that. Mm-hmm. You do as well. I know you do it in a different way, but you do. You yeah. drink in stuff. Mm. And then when we were driving back, I go, oh, we talked to yeah, that guy. I and know, it's great. I don't always go, what was he saying? But then Greg will say, oh, this guy's going because he's going through grief or whatever it yeah. is, or stuff just comes out. Just I, I think know. you sort of make a decision at the beginning of any project. It's certainly a documentary. It's like, are you there to learn or are you there to teach? Yeah. And, you know, if you're there to learn, then you're going to ask people who've been doing it longer than you. you we met people that swam the channel, people that swam, swam the minch. Wow. Neither of us have even gone anywhere near anything like that. Yeah. So you want to hear about that, you know. Mm. And 
you're constantly surrounded by people that have been doing it for longer than you so therefore you naturally just want to ask questions mm. it's not know? just me that's picked up on it lots of people have said to me god they're just so interested in in me you know oh, it's actually that's really lovely. nice yeah it's a really really nice trait for people to think that you know that we should be kind of interested in you but actually you're the ones that are asking all the questions so i love that we don't want to swim splain. That's what we don't want to do. <laughs> no, we don't. We definitely we don't. don't. Want to do that. No. But but also as well, I love the fact that we've all got this bug together. We've yeah. all sort of. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. really really nice. But but also watching you without being too cheesy. Spoiler alert for the for the show that's coming out. But I was watching. Greg was talking. But we, we did meet people that have swum the channel, and then I started panicking. Going, I can't swim like that. Yeah. Greg's a really. You'd never see it. Because he's too much, be a really strong swimmer since he was wee. He nearly swam for Canada, right? Now I thought this was a chat up line, but he nearly did. <laughs> he Can nearly you did. That's a chat up line in anybody's <laughs> universe. I nearly swam for Canada. Listen, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> but his mum was wanting to let him do it, but it was like you know what kids are like. It was like early morning and stuff, mm. and I think you just maybe hit being a teenager. But he'll get too embarrassed me saying it, but he's a really competent swimmer. Yeah. And we'd all film, even from the pilot, and in this one, he's off. Yeah, he is cool. off, so it's quite exciting for me going, look at my mm. husband, and he's got the cap on, the goggles, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and he's away. And the, one of the girls took him, and you know, without ruining it, he's in a river, and he's doing the proper, <laughs> that's me doing the proper swimming, <laughs> but it's a proper, you know yeah. what I mean? And I was going, look at Greg. Yeah. That is, that's came from all of this. Yeah. It's all tied in. I've noticed that you were, first of all, dipper. Mm. And now you're swimmers, definitely. I've not got to that point yet. I'm just a dipper. Actually, I think it's a, I think it's both. I don't think it's like you graduate uh -huh. from one to the other because right. there's so many pals of mine that I've said, you come and try this. And some mm. of them said, I'm not a confident swimmer. Mm. I said, well, that's okay. We'll go somewhere where you, that's not a problem. Sure. So there's a few places that we take people that, that don't like to be out there depth. Yeah. And then there's other places where people want to swim. So I, I, sometimes we go and we just kind of just do a dip. And yeah. it depends how you feel or sure. the company that you're with. Mm. And we were swimming with a group of women in the Moray Firth. And they were amazing swimmers. Oh and I couldn't keep up with them, yeah. you know. And I was like, these guys, <laughs> the water was bashing me. And by the time I got to the shore, I felt like I was drunk. Oh, I, was, I, could, I felt yeah, like Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Got bandy legs <laughs> coming out. We tried to keep up with them. I don't even know why. Not even out of an ego thing. It was just, we were enjoying just the company fun, so much. Yeah. And then we, <laughs> we do look. I really hope they keep it in. We've both like that. Because they're doing this all the time. And they were like, well done, you two keeping up. And I was like, oh, what's happening? Great but fun. you say you're not a swimmer. I've seen you in a video on Instagram. It was David's birthday. And you're in those fairy pools. And it's really choppy. And you're you're, you're swimming. You yeah. are not. You're not probably mm. even realising that. Because mm, I even said, look at Natalie. Like you're like in. Oh, I love it. It's so for Sunday. I never really get my hair wet. You're looking I'm after working, them all. You know, I'm yeah. kind of watching everybody else. But if yeah. any chance I get I'm straight in there yeah it's awesome it's just it so total really therapy good. isn't it yeah so but I know what you mean you have great. this wee thing now and I never thought I'd have that I want to swim better I've booked mm. in for some oh, lessons cool. at Scotland you can go you don't need to go to but and the, if you can swim you do like top up things because I just usually do the breaststroke yeah. stuff and you, they, they take you up and down the lanes and show you how many Greg showed me but never really went in as well because it's like learning how to drive with somebody in your family and oh <laughs> yeah. you might just be like that's enough Jules <laughs> but obviously when we go to lane swimming you want to go off and swim but I'm not there yet but I have this feeling this so you're learning new things yeah I'm dying to go further and further that's cool, isn't it yeah. lifelong learning yes that's what yeah. they call it isn't it it's great so where did you actually watch the pilot oh my god because it was the 1st of January <laughs> yeah 1st of January with my mum and dad <laughs> And our son, Chevy, and in my head, because we never seen a cut, we did, we did, we seen one cut, yeah. we did a bit of dubbing for it, which means that people that don't know, so obviously like, you know, there'll be like images and then we're talking on it, so they showed us some of it, didn't, they didn't show us at all, no. Tony was really exciting like that, he wanted to keep changing it right to last minute, so I know, knew I'd talked about some stuff. <laughs> And I didn't know if it was going in or not. And then so we sat with my mum and dad, Joan and Bill, God love them, and Greg's brilliant with them. They just adore him and Chevy's all excited. We're sitting like this. And on it comes and we're up at Ely. We're lucky enough to have a, a place up there and we've got up there loads. And we were sitting and I was going, I don't know if I can watch this. I started feeling sick and he was up and down and all this. So we just all sat and I went, right, shut up. It's 28 minutes, just be quiet. And my mum's like, oh, it's starting. And it, it's brilliant to watch with your family because yeah. two minutes into my mum's like you could have brushed your hair and 
just like you've got bruises all over your legs and my dad's like oh, Joan, Joan and Chevy's really gorgeous he's drinking all and he's all excited oh. and all that and he's seen everybody and all yeah. that's where you go and because my sister came down for a swim and stuff and all that and then I said about my libido. And Chevy <laughs> goes, What's a libido? I was just like, What's a libido? Oh my God. And my mum and dad are sitting there and I call him a ride and it's just like, Oh no. And my dad went, What? <laughs> just go, and I'm just like this in the couch. Oh my God. <laughs> And he's just the normal laid back self. He's like that. Happy <laughs> New Year. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't even remember that, do you? I've probably blocked it out, to be honest. <laughs> keep did thinking. you sit and watch it like that? I did. I actually watched it with my mum and dad yes. as well. So 1st of January, um, I was actually really unwell. I had a chest infection and I remember thinking oh, no. at six o'clock, why can't it just be on at 7pm? Oh, why no. does it have to be 10 o'clock at night? Because I thought I'm never... <laughs> not going to last it. No, I really was. I was hanging by a thread oh. and I had kind of slid off the couch onto the floor, you know, just to be like... <laughs> oh. My mum had the full street in the house. I love your mum. She's perfection. Yes. Everyone's sitting, you know, and I started to then get a bit sweaty. I was like... God, because obviously that's my first time on the telly. <laughs> Is that the first time you were on the telly? I didn't realise that. Yeah. When would I ever be on the telly, Jules? I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> See, we don't know things like that. Maybe you'd been interviewed for something. Or, no. Wow. So I'm sitting there feeling unwell, sweating anyway, and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> and actually my mum was, the first thing she said was, hasn't Jules got a lovely head of hair? <laughs> And then she's going and she's got no cellulite. Look at her wee bum. Bless she's got her. no cellulite. And I'm like, what about me, mum? <laughs> Hello. Did I look good on the telly? My dad had a little sneaky cry. Oh, oh that's gorgeous. He's, got a wee, he's always got a wee handkerchief. Oh, your at dad, all times, that's lovely. And I could see, he never said a word. So but I looked cute. over and I could see him going. That's and I mean, we were on the telly for literally 30 seconds. You know, it was literally a tiny little part. But there was lovely close-ups of you and you were oh, talking. Oh, gorgeous. I God, know. isn't that great to hear it from the other yeah. side, right? Yeah. And, and there was the rest of the, the, the crew were there, the tribe, as we call them. Kat was there and we had a couple of our, our clients, obviously, that have been coming for a long time, telling their stories. So my phone exploded. <laughs> oh, very. You know, everybody's yeah. sending me, oh my God, you're on the telly, you're on the telly. So it was just, it was great fun. Oh. But you must remember that. Your first time on TV, you're just a bit like... It's a bit out of body because yeah. you sort of, you, you, you're, with the way your voice sounds different to what you hear in your own head and all those kind mm. of things. And I don't really watch myself on TV a lot because I actually end up overthinking things yeah. and going, I should have done this or done that. And so I just kind of leave it yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, but, but what you were doing is really exposing it, but it comes back without, you know, obviously we're actors. So my first time on the telly was Target, I think. And I think somebody strangled me. <laughs> Great. And I remember my mum with everybody round and I was panicking, going, I had a bit and it's been cut and all that, like my four lines. Uh, but I remember thinking, why are all these people here watching this? She had the neighbours in and all that. And then I remember my neighbour going, is that it? <laughs> Once I get killed. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I got killed. And I was like, oh, I got away, but it was all right. But we're obviously playing a part. So that's, that's yeah. worse. And by the way, I have been recognised. Have you? Yeah. Yes. What, the first time I told you was on a few days after that. I'd went to the Fairmont for a few days to start the year and was in the sauna, just me and this one guy, and which is always a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> so you just like stare at the floor, don't make eye contact. And he was like, I recognise you. And I thought, oh God, here we go. I'm here with my husband. And he's like, what did he, what was it he said to me? He said something. I recognised you from somewhere and he went, you were on the telly. And I was like, I was. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. <laughs> That's brilliant. He's like, oh my God. And he actually, I think, was your gardener in Ely. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah. That's right. We knew him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I was like, God, this is so cool. And then when I went to Tesco, the woman was like, I've seen you on the telly. It's only been twice, but I remember it for that life. That's really cool. <laughs> I love that. Weird. It's wild when that happens. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you forget people are actually going to watch mm. this. I do forget a lot of the time. It's but like, the, the fun oh. thing about that show for us was because, like as Jules says, because we're not presenters, I mean, they were, they were in our house, the guys and everything, yeah. the, the gang and filming and there wasn't a case of getting yourself all ready and then you do a bit of presenting. <laughs> mm. You know, today we're going here, we were just kind of moping about. Yeah. And so it was very, very low key and, and kind of, it felt it felt easy to kind of sort of just kind of tell the truth yeah. in that show and just kind of be yourself. I think that's why people loved it so much. You know? Yeah, my mum will be pleased. I brush my hair a bit more in, the in their series. <laughs> but it's that thing of going, you just want, 
You do all, all, all my main thing was that the, the enthusiasm for what we're doing comes mm-hmm. across. Do you know what I mean? It's like we don't, that, that's all I was really, really worried about, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and getting, but, and getting people's stories as well. But, it was, but, it was without being big headed, when you say that though, look, we've been lucky enough in our careers to be in really good shows, mm-hmm. so really lucky yeah, to have that. Totally. And obviously, Greg's created his show with Ford, but and I really want to say this. I've never had so many people coming and without sound big headed coming up to us more really? than they have from the aha uh-huh, wow. from the pilot. And sometimes it'll be a bit of panto, like it's really nice as well. That and I, lo- I can't believe that theatre travels like that as well. But I, I, we've talked about well, this the, a the lot. The feeling that we get from that show is probably the same feeling, Natalie, that you got mm-hmm. when Soulful Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's that thing of looking around and going, "What is going on here? What is that about?" Because you know? we were we were sort of inquisitive when we did that show, and then the number of people that come up and, and have watched it and you know sort of connected to it, I guess you know, was kind of overwhelming. Oh, they'll see things like one. I was doing um, Soulful Sunday with Cat down at Presswick, and this couple came up and they're so lovely, and they bought a camper van. <laughs> like I. Kat was like, Jules, they bought a camper van and they wanted to go off. And she she said to me, oh, it was, um, you know, different things were going on in her life. And he bought this van. She thought, okay, he'll never do it up. He done the van oh, up wow. and they're going, like, and I was like, oh. you should record yourself. So like, but that's <laughs> yeah. what they were doing. And they were going around swimming. And I was like, I couldn't get over it. I was like, what? That's like, cool. how nice is that? Mm. That feeling of... You know, and I was at the theatre the other week and somebody came up about something and not in a big head but you think they're going to say something that you've been an acting thing and they were like that. I just wanted to say how much we love the swimming thing if you've done any more of it. And I was like, what? This it's is inspiring people. So That's lovely. the difference maybe between what you've done before. Mm-hmm. You know, you've always made people laugh or something like that, but this is actually inspiring people to go... I'm going to try that. Yeah, I think people are really curious yeah. about it, just as we were and as you were, I yeah. guess. You know, everybody at some point is like, what are they... What are they getting out of that? Which is exactly the reason, because I remember in the house, I would say to Jules on a Saturday night, let's have a bottle of wine. And, and we'll, she was like, no, I've got Soulful Sunday in the morning, yeah. so I'm going to skip that. And I go, okay, cool. And then she'd come back and she was like a different person. Mm. You know, she was glowing and whatnot. And that, that sort of curiosity of, well, she seems to be really, yeah. she'd pack her bag on a Saturday night and be all excited and then spend uh, the whole day on Sunday like a different person, mm-hmm. chatting away, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's, something, that's what's going on down there? What Kool-Aid is getting drunk down there? I want some of it. But I, but I, think, I think there's something in there. It's like we're talking about before we started recording, we were all talking about it. It's like, I think people want to feel better. Yeah. And, you know, I've always said about our age, we're in our 50s and I've done all that. Drinking and stuff, and I had a great time, don't get me wrong. But I'm like, I want something else. Mm. It can't just be that all the time. And I've been around all that for years, and I'm not on my high horse about or snooting down my nose at people that do that. But I'm like, I'm kind of done that. Mm. Don't want to. Totally. I can't get a hangover now. Yeah. Actually, I mean, I gave it a good go, but. I just go, I, don't, I can't lose three days anymore. I can't do yeah. it. I've got too much to do. When I was 50, I was like, I'm running out of time. There's too much living to do to be hungover, yeah. isn't there? There's too yeah. many ponds and things to jump into to to be hungover. That's the way that, that I think about it. Why would I want to be hungover when I can go and see the sunrise? Yeah. You know, rather than coming in. It's well, funny, people, it? people take a break from drinking for so many reasons, but... Mm-hmm. You, it's not because you hate it. It's probably because you loved it too much at some point or whatever. 100%. And it's just, you know, I'm not 25 anymore, yeah. you know. But it feels nice to replace it with something, I guess, that gives you that same kind of feeling of the social thing, you know, the feeling yeah. good, all of those things, you know. It just feels like mm. it's a like-for-like replacement, totally. you know what I mean? And and I don't think the things are linked. My brother thinks I've joined a cult. It's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, he thinks he's a bit suspicious My brother, who likes to drink his whiskey and whatnot, sees sees all the pictures of me and Jules like that in the water. And he's like, what's going on down there? You know what I mean? He, yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, it's cool. <laughs> but he will watch and watch and watch. And then eventually he'll try it himself. He will. That's he will. Happens. You can't force anybody. No. You can't convince anybody. They literally no. get to the point where they think, um, you know, and I, I know he will, it. and he lives it. in Vancouver Island where he stays, it's so oh, beautiful, wow. and I'm like, Steve, get in That's there. That's the place to do it. And his wife, Callan, did it, and I think she got a shock, it was bloody freezing oh. the day she came in with us, but I think he will, and it's not that, I keep promising him, I'm like, we've not, and no offence to anyone that has discovered Jesus, but it's not a Jesus <laughs> thing for me, it's like, but it is spiritual in another way. Yeah, it is, yeah. It is, and I'm like, Steve, come on, and he lives in Canada and, and out there, he's the most Scottish person I've ever met in my entire life, so I'm like, I'm just waiting for Steve to do it, because I think he'll go right in like you're quite faddy like that he'll go right into it I think mm. if he if he does it but I have to stop myself sometimes because I'm a bit like come on yeah, come I know. I know. It's, it's that old joke about vegans you know how do you how can you tell if somebody's vegan don't
don't worry, they'll tell you, right? And I, I feel as if we're the new vegans. We are. And so I'm kind of like really not interested in trying to persuade people to, to it's like, you know, this is what we're doing and we love it. If you want to give it a go, that's great. And if you don't, at some point you'll maybe want you to give will. it a go. You will. You will. You will. Watch it. Yeah. So a question that I've just thought of is when you were filming the show, was there an age demographic? For the people that we're talking to? Yeah. Yeah. Is it like people that are 40 and above? Yes. You've done all of that partying, would you say more so? And then it got to the point where they think, I need something else. Is it? What do you think? Well, a lovely thing that's happened without ruining it, we we go swimming and dipping with a guy and he he was up in in Sky, wasn't it? He's really young. And uh, (laughs) I was going to say something about my better knocks, I'll get into trouble. But anyway, he is really, I was like one of the youngest people we swam with, about 20 odds, wasn't it? 21. Mm -hmm. And he got into it himself. And then we go swimming with a woman in her 90, she's 92, swimming all her life. And then stopped for a while when she had her kids and life gets complicated, no time, and then going back to it. But yeah, I would say quite a lot of over 50s as well, wasn't there? There's mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it definitely skews female, which I, th- yeah. I just find fascinating, yeah. you, know? And, you know? The Dundee Dukers, how old would you say they were? They're 30s or... Nine out of guy, ten guys that you tell or speak to about it, they kind of shake their head and go, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah. Whereas women tend to be like, yeah, this is what we do. Yeah, And it sort of speaks to their strength, really, doesn't yeah. it? You know. But I think that's the nice thing about the pilot. There's more if guys do feel comfier in yeah. the male groups, and you're obviously yeah. trying to do that at Sofa yeah, Sundays, yeah. and more guys are mm. coming all the time. So maybe if that's a nice thing. I, I, I just think that's brilliant. Mm. If guys feel more comfy all being in an all guy group, then mm. do it. It's yeah. great. I think that the men actually up. need it more. Definitely. I, I agree. The men need it more. Definitely. Because we are social and we do talk about things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Whereas you guys don't necessarily. No, and that's what groups like the Blue Balls are all about in oh, Portobello and Edinburgh. Yeah. You know, and you meet those guys and they're, 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 they, they've got so much out of it. Yeah. And it was a total joy to meet them and, and yeah. get their stories and blether mm-hmm. away to them. And I felt like, I, I guess you do at Soulful Sunday the first time you used to go. I was kind of nattering away to them and they're all standing on the beach yabbering away yeah. for about an hour. And it's so healthy, isn't it? It really so is, healthy. yeah. It's so really great. Nice. And then you find out about them as well. They started that um, because one of them had a really bad uh, split up and, and was wanting to swim, mm. but only seen women on the beach and didn't feel comfy yeah. as a guy on his own to ask to join in. He was like, don't want to feel like a creep. And so he started that and it's just grew. Oh, it's like, like Soulful Sunday. It's incredible it's just, to see their yeah. photographs, isn't it? Oh, they're mm. great. But there's more guys. We, we interviewed the Dundee Dukers. I'm mm. sure that'll make the cut. They were great. And so these areas that don't have something like that, I've watched that and went, we want that. So they've Let's started start it themselves. So they're popping yeah. up. It's really... It's so cool. But I, I love it. I think it's like the yoga for me, Natalie, is like you I want to keep doing that till I'm older I don't want mm. to but that's what I was thinking at a second ago when you're saying about the lady that's 92 that's goals oh mm-hmm. isn't it that's, yes that'll be you oh I'd love that <laughs> I'd love that yeah but my nana that's was a great goal she yeah. was like you know not so much a swimmer but she used to dance and stuff like that and she would hate it um she died when she was 84 but she would hate it with like getting help like you know yeah. I don't mean that bad to my other granny who quite liked the help, but my nana would keep me anyway. Mm. She was like, I can do it, get off me. She was always like wanting to <laughs> get up and do things and was always standing, stretching and doing all this Love. kind of stuff. She never stopped. Yeah. And you think, you need to do that work for yourself. You need mm. to keep going. It's longevity, isn't it? And I think that that is for the yoga, breath work, cold water. Mm. Oh, it does yeah. bring longevity to your life. Yeah. Because it's just stripping you of all of the stress and the tension and the tightness that is short in your life. Yeah. It's like, for me, I always remember going in and seeing, I think it must be my nana in hospital, and then my mum was like that, you need to keep fit your whole life, don't want someone turning you over in your bed. And I was like, what? But I kind of know what she means. You'd yeah. always see somebody getting turned over, mm, bless them. I know. That's a bit of a sweeping statement, but it's that kind of me. I don't, I'm like, I don't want someone no. turning me over in my bed. I know. Do I want so to we be need able to do to? everything that we can. This yes. is what I say to my family all the time. We need to be our own health care. Do everything that you can yeah. to be as healthy as you can so that you can always help yourself. And that's a nice thing to pass on to younger people mm. watching and listening to this. And I never got it when I was younger. No. Your health is everything. I know. It's everything until you go through watching someone losing their health. And it's so devastating. But that's a bit dramatic. But it is. Mm. It's you. You've got to do it. Mm. You've got to do it. Totally. I think the cold water helps more people probably rather than their physical health i think it's more mental health yeah 
isn't it? Yes. And this is World Mental Health Day. We didn't know when we booked this that this is actually World Mental Health Day. So I guess that's a good topic to move on to. Would you say that it's helped you with your own mental health? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it it just gives you that kind of uh, a a sort of contemplation or a self-reflection as well as all the physical stuff. Yeah. You know. But primarily it's the social thing as well. It's that thing of mm. like-minded people coming together, which yeah. is, as we touched on earlier about guys, it's, it's um, we don't, we naturally kind of, when you get into a family situation, the guys tend to kind of go, well, this is my unit now, and this is who I look after. And, you know, guys in, at my age tend to have fewer friends, that yeah. kind of thing, people to, to go and talk to, all of those kind of things. Mm. So that, I think, from that aspect from a male thing is, is so important, mm. you know, in terms of your mental health. What about when you're in your tub on your own and there's nobody around? Oh, man, I love it. You <laughs> does love great. it. You do. Yeah, I don't know, I just... How would you describe that? Because I know how I would describe it for myself. It's like coming home, that's how I feel. You, there's, you know, like there's little things that you could happen to you in your life. Jules bought this is going to sound weird, right? And I'll, no, it'll relate it's to what she bought me a Lego set a few years ago okay, for Christmas, okay. right? David Beckham. I like, no, total. <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, this is cool. And I started to build it, and it was like I, I was there for four days between Christmas and New Year <laughs> with a stiff neck because I was bent over this thing building it. And it was like your life concertina back to when you were a child. It wasn't like a nostalgia thing, like a memory. Mm-hmm. It was like you were back. The yeah. feeling of it and everything was exact. And I get that with the being in the cold water tub. Yeah. It's like it takes me back to being a kid learning how to swim in Montreal when I was about eight or nine. And your whole life just kind of goes back. Yeah. And it's a kind of really nice, pleasant feeling. It's mm. not unpleasant or weird. Mm. It's just like, oh, I love that connection yeah. back to when, you know, I was growing up. Oh, that's so uh, nice. So I think it's, I think it's that. That's, that's the thing that, I, that really touches me when I'm doing it. Oh, wow. In those three or four minutes. Yeah. And then, you know, you want to get really weird about it. It's like, is this like some kind of womb thing? Am I back in, a, in <laughs> that know. comfort of the kind yeah. of... But I, I don't know. I mean, some people are funny about water and other people just really love it yeah. and love the way it feels mm. and it feels comfortable, mm. you know, and that's... Uh, and it's, that's weird saying that about cold water, but that's what it is. It's mm. ultimately comfortable. I always try and say that to people when they are in their cold water tub and they don't have anybody else around and they've got that stillness to be held mm-hmm. in mm. there and to relax. There's just nothing like it. Mm-hmm. There really isn't. And what I do personally when I'm in my tub by myself is I watch the little ebb and flow when I'm of mm. my breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hypnotic. It's it's meditative. That's yeah. what it is. And I think it's the same with the Lego. Mm-hmm. That's a form of meditation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. just you. Not everybody else can wait. Yeah. So it's finding your own form of meditation, isn't it? And doing what feels yeah. the best. Very much so, yeah. But Do he you would, feel that he would, Yeah, definitely. But he, would, he wouldn't tell you, but he does your breathing. He does it because I'll watch sometimes and he'll do the breathing. And you were doing it with Wim Hof online yourself. Um, and then when you did the thing with the video and we would yeah. talk about that yesterday and then we would have you in the So he always does your breathing and I've seen you doing that with Benny and Chevy, our boys. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see them panicking because they, they, they don't do it as often so then they'll forget and then go do the breathing and they'll do mm-hmm. it all. Oh, no. So it's so good because yeah. it's all tied in, isn't mm-hmm. it? And then you're, but yeah. you come out and you're just like, there's like a wee... Yeah, about it's, you. We, it's weird, and yeah. you, get, you sort of feel like the benefit of it all the rest of the day, and then you can't wait to do it again. So I, I guess I have quite an addictive personality. Things in my life that I've done, you know, like I used to play poker a lot, and I played it for about ten years, and then I stopped, and I've lost interest in these things. You know, that, that, that's one of the things about an addictive personality. And I feel now with this, I'm like, I will not, not no. lose interest in this. No. I won't have. So it kind of fulfills that. Ticks that box, I guess. For yeah, me, you know, I agree, hundred percent. And as you say, that meditative thing, you know, because mm. I blow on the water and you can watch the ripples of it going Love across. Jules bought me this book two weeks ago. It's called How to Read Water, and it's just all about. It's a guy who spent his whole life as a sailor, and it's all about you know uh, stories about streams, puddles, oh, wow, <laughs> <laughs> and what the water does, affected by rain, affected by wind. And I'm reading it, and Jules is like, "What's that book like?" And I'm like, "I don't know how I would recommend this to anybody." <laughs> They'd be like, "Are you lost your mind? You're reading about a guy who's staring at a puddle for two, for two days, and it's fantastic, you know." And, wow. and so when I'm in the water, I kind of think about that book mm. a lot. But without being rotten to him, like he is faddy, right? He always has been I since I've been. met him. The poker thing and all different things he gets into. But I'm so chuffed because he's stuck at this. Yeah. 
Yeah. You're, you're, all, thinking, you're all or nothing, would you say? Oh, it's a kind yeah. of hyper focus, yeah. and, which is kind of good when you're working in TV yes. and you know, or writing a film script or something because you fi- hope, focus on a story mm-hmm. and then you kind of move on to something else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess this is kind of like, I've, it has sort of kind of drawn my focus, but yeah. I, I can't ever imagine ever getting to a bit where I'm going, I'm not going to do that yeah. anymore. And that kind of feels really comforting. Yeah, it is. Know. It's really cool. I'm the other thing. He's not chucked. This and this, the death. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else, he's canned. Some of that. Oh, Jules, keep going. God. <laughs> but I do think he was here before as a sailor. Anything to do with the water or anything to do, you know, you see, he might have been here before. I think that was you. Like, I, th- I do think that... Well, that's what I love. Julie's dad, your mum and dad are fantastic, but her dad was in the Merchant Navy and worked on the oil rigs, and I was like, right up to him, give me your stories. And, you know, your dad's 88 now, and I still sit and get him to tell me stories about when he sailed to New Zealand and here, there, and everywhere, and I'm just like, if I had my time again, I would join the Navy. Yeah. You still might do that, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Captain Greg, I know. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. So, Jules, you talk a lot about... The M word. Yes, I do. The menopause. And it it just pops out sometimes when you don't even really want it to pop out. Yes. (laughs) But I think that's amazing, you know, because it's something that I'm not quite there yet, but I'm definitely on my way. And it's something that I have feared because it's always been talked about as a terrible, the change, you know, a terrible thing that's to come. But you find that this is really helping you to cope with that, don't you? Uh, Definitely. I hit 15. It was no coincidence that... Greg was asking my pals what to get me and stuff like that. And they were all like a cold tub, a cold tub. And I think it was, what was it before? Did we have, you'd been looking at them before. I mean, knew you had them and stuff. And I tried them with you at the retreat. And then they were looking and well, we'd like to chip in and get her a wooden one and stuff like that. So then Greg got it. And I think it's the best thing he's ever bought for himself as well. Because okay. I've never heard to it. So I think when you're talking about how you feel in the tub and when I can't get to the water, mm. so I'm in it all the time. The now um, the sweats and stuff, and it stopped for a wee while, and it's came back. And I don't know whether that's a diet thing or whatever it is, but that tub saves my life. Mm. Like genuinely, I feel like I'm losing my mind through the menopause, but I'm getting better at it because I'm being stricter with myself. Going, I need to do my yoga. I need to get in the tub. Yeah. I need to do that. I need to be like my days are really busy, and I'm about to start a show, and I go, I don't care. I need to get up like I did mm. this morning and make it part of my routine. And when I'm in there, it's just like this. What you're saying that, oh, I the feel... The big exhales, isn't it, that you take? Yeah, it's They're uncontrollable, so... they just pour out. And it's like, people don't believe you, but then then they do believe you. We were talking about that earlier on. You never regret the tub, like you never regret a workout or a... You never regret it. Mm. Even if you're really freezing, sometimes it's colder than others. We've got a wee thermometer. In fact, David told me, get has got a wee crocodile and I put it in. I'm like, oh, look at it today. <laughs> and then I go in and I'm like, why was I even thinking about not coming in here? Because I've woke up and I'm anxious and I'm not sleeping great just now. So when I go in there, something just happens to mm-hmm. me. I remember you said it once, it's like you've got that suit of armour on for the rest of the day. I go, I'm okay. Like yeah. sometimes I'll double dip in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It's great. But they can see them going, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I've yeah. been in there. So it's... Oh, I don't, I don't know what, I don't, God, poor them. I don't know what it would be like for them if I didn't have it. But I think for other women that are going through the menopause that maybe haven't found that yet, mm-hmm. it's almost like you've created a self-care. It's like you're caring for yourself, isn't it? And I think that we don't do that often enough. I think we can, it's never something that I had thought of when I got to the menopause, I'm really going to like care deeply for myself. Yes. I always thought that I would probably hate myself. And I think, it's natural to go down that route, that mindset of, you know, I'm this and I'm that and, you know, and everything's changing. But actually what you've done is I'm going to care for myself so fiercely that I'm going to do things that are terrifying. That are, It's not nice stepping into freezing cold water. It's much nicer to stay in bed, yeah. to stick the TV on. But actually what you're doing is getting up and getting out of that comfort zone. Yeah, and you'll you'll know that yourself as well as days where I've at the beginning of us I was like I don't know what's happening to me, and my mum bless her I'm really close to my mum but she was kind of like well we just got on with it and not in a bad way she wasn't mm. like discarding me but I was like I don't know what to do, and then I was like my bloody sisters I'm the youngest of four and they not they weren't talking about it, it was like when you have a baby sorry if anyone's pregnant watching this no one tells you about giving birth it's the same in the menopause or perimenopause yeah. I knew something was happening to me. I was like, what's going on? And I got the blood test. You don't have to, but I got the blood test. And he was like, you're not quite there yet, but you're definitely perimenopause. I had to go home and look it all up. Yeah. 
But they knew, and I was so cranky, and I was like, that's kick. Am I really crazy now? And they're like that. No. <laughs> I just fly off the nice hand. to feel like that oh, as a woman. Horrible. It's really not. It's because you can't help it. No, and you think you're, you've got pals and women out there will have friends that go, I never had any of these things. I'm like, good for you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And they love to tell you that they're not. Uh-huh. It's like when somebody tells you their baby sleeps all through the night. Don't ever tell another mum that, right? Mm. But good for you. Be quiet about it. <laughs> it's the same in the menopause. Mm. It's like you want another woman to go, don't worry. I had that. Listen, you might not have the night sweats or this and that, but I know you think you're losing your mind. You're going to come back to yourself. Yeah. That was the thing for me was, I don't know who I am anymore. Yeah. What am I here for? What is this? I was like, God, I was, and then I kept going, am I getting this now because I didn't have it that much after I had the babies? Mm-hmm. I had quite a few friends that had really bad postnatal depression and I tried to help them and I used to feel bad because I'd come home and go, I don't have that, God mm-hmm. bless her, I don't have that. And I'm going, oh, this is me getting it now. I mean, <laughs> we're getting the boys. I'm a bit better now, haven't I? Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> it's I, like I, pause there. Yeah, it's a pause. Well, I've ran the whole gamut of like, oh, how do you deal with this? You know what I mean? And I've had ill attempts at humour where I've said things to Jules like, you know, you talk Ooh. a lot about the menopause. Don't do that. Thinking it was Men, funny. Don't do that. I really wish I hadn't said that because I think ever since that, I did say that. Jules has said, remember that time you told me I talked too much about the menopause? I went, yeah, I, I was trying to be funny. Uh, to also, uh, Jules, like us in an airport or somewhere and Jules goes to the bathroom and I lean across to the boys and go, you need to go easy on her. And then Jules comes back and the two of them are like, hiya, mum, would you like a coffee? Uh, and she's like, what's happened? What are you like freaks for? But that in itself is really something for me, honestly, because we're bringing up two boys, men now, Benny and Chevy are 22 and 18, and they're going to have partners that will go through this and hopefully they'll invent something better by the time that comes. You know, mm. and I have tried HRT as well. I tried the patches when I first met yeah. you and was on them and would come on to the yoga course and I had them and they just, that, it didn't, that didn't work for me. I still have them, a lower dose in my cabinet and, and if I feel wobbly like I did when I went on it the first time, I will go back on them. I'll try anything, anything. like that that's available and if you can get the right doctor, all of that stuff... And I was lucky enough to, he was like that with a notepad with me, bless him. My wife's going through it, what do you want? (laughs) And I'd watched all these things, people going, you can't get it. And I was so lucky. He was like, take anything. So I have tried all that. But for me personally, it's been the yoga and the the cold water. Mm -hmm. I I feel like, and meeting like-minded people and talking about it, not right away. So I'm going, you go through the menopause. People like to tell me now. It's really good. That's good. You've opened that up to yourself. great. And we were in um, Nairn, do you remember that lovely room? She's quite quiet in the water and hopefully um, she'll make the, the show Donna her name was. And she just gave me a cuddle and started crying. She went, I wish you. Look that. And I was like, Aww. what? And this hard menopause story is incredible. And she started talking about it. She couldn't get, she couldn't get HRT. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think her partner was just like, I can't deal mm. with this. I don't know what it is. And he didn't know what it mm. was. He was like, what's happened mm. to you? Where we have mentioned you gone? earlier on that we both know couples that I'm in my 40s, you guys are in your 50s that have been together for as long as we've known them that are now suddenly not together anymore. Mm-hmm. And actually there's a statistic to that. So it's like something like 60% of marriages break down once women hit 40, 50, 60. And it's mm-hmm. menopause time. Mm-hmm. So it's got to Did have something to do with it. No. It's I got to have something must. to do with it. So Greg, as a man, mm-hmm. I don't want to put too much pressure on you to answer a question like this, but... Because obviously you're still navigating it as well, but it's it's a it's it's a team effort, isn't it? So it's not just I've met this woman; she's my life partner. We're going to get married, and we're going to be the same forever and ever. Because it's mm. not that's not the case. No. What is it like for you? Sorry, Jill. No, go for it. Or how would you suggest? <laughs> you know, is the best way of kind of managing that? I think it's, it's the same way that you would manage anything else, which is just. As you go through your life, as you say, your life changes, your kids grow up, they move out. And suddenly we found that the last few weeks were empty yeah. nesters and, you know, oh. you're entering this new phase. And it's just being open about things, which mm-hmm. in, in that, the way I interpret that is that you're listening, yeah. you know, and you're learning, you know, mm-hmm. you're learning about these things because you're both going through, Jules going through it for the first time and, and I'm going through it with her. Yeah. And all the points in our marriage that, that we've had to deal with those things, these challenges, you know, um, you just have to be open. And I think, you know, doing stuff together, it makes facilitates that makes it easier you know if you live separate lives because that's the other thing as well a lot of people i know split after their kids left because you're yeah. two people who've spent 20 years raising kids look at each other and go oh we're strangers yeah. 
you know. So you're mm. trying to avoid being a stranger totally. with your partner, you know, because you can have your head down for a few years and look up and there's a stranger next mm. to you. Um, and that's, that's, I guess that's less likely to happen if you're doing stuff together totally. and open and listening, Yeah. you know. So if I was shutting myself off from mm. Jules saying, I've had a terrible morning, this if I wasn't listening to that and waiting to go and see my buddies, then I feel as if I'd be derelict in my duties, you know. Yeah, totally. No, it's a great way to explain it, isn't it? It's doing it together but I think I'm going to say this as a woman my husband David will laugh at this because I, I've never said this before in my life but it must be hard for the man as mm. well no because I think a lot it's... of men feel completely and utterly we're clueless as the women that are going through it mm -hmm. so how on earth are you supposed to know what to do well we've I guess a lot of us have been through it once before which is when our wives gave birth yes. you know that feeling of <laughs> Easy I now. spraying the spray in Jules's <laughs> face. Somebody said to me, get a, a thing that you'd water plants with, right? And, and fill it with water and Definitely, every now and again yeah. spray Jules's face. And I remember getting it out of the bag like that. She was screaming on the bed and I went like that, sprayed it. She went, get that fucking thing away from me. And I was like... I didn't say that right away. Like, Thanks for the advice. But, but men will still give that advice. Yeah. My husband did it to me as a flannel and I was like... So, I guess we do have experience of that. You know, it's not the first time that we've we've felt helpless yeah. and useless. Uh -huh. So you sort of, that does come back to you. Like, oh, yeah. I remember this feeling of being utterly useless mm, and helpless, yeah. and like a third wheel. So you know. But sometimes I think when you're in labour, this is totally beside the point. This was That's not good. part of the podcast. But when you are in labour and your husband is or your partner is trying to help you, do you want them to help you? You know, I, I remember thinking, if you touch, if you rub my back one more time, <laughs> you know, Get it's off. over. Yeah. yeah. But uh -huh. actually, to take that back to the menopause, it must be lovely to have the support, you know? Yeah, De definitely. Now, I think we're navigating through it, like Greg says, and I kind of know, like, I'll just say now, I am so aware of going, oh, my God, I'm saying menopause again. Like, I'll say it, then I kind of... I've stopped myself as much and I'll go so it's quite nice for me when I'm on my Instagram and I'll talk about it on there so I go don't need to talk yeah. to them about it but they know now yeah. and I think it's really nice if we've done anything good for the menopause case if you like it's teaching the boys yes Greg's had to put up with other things with me over the years apart from labour and stuff like that but the whole educating the boys mm. and going look you know I mean you have Huge. to be patient here and just you know and I lose things all the time and my mum's got it too like <laughs> she's in her 80s I'm like mm, that's probably good. like smash things all yeah. the time I was kind of doing that a wee mm. bit before and I lose my phone at least five times a day now and my glasses Greg, call and call my phone Greg call my phone I'm going and it's terrible and I'm impatient with that it's not funny is it's it it's horrible it's really not funny and you put things in the fridge all these cliches yeah. and then when they start happening mm. to you you're like I hate this yeah. I just hate it <laughs> honestly and I started doing a wee bit of a diary thing and I can't even it's such a ready I couldn't I'll never do anything with it, but I just <laughs> I try and anything and I, and I looked at the other day and went oh my god that must have been a really bad day yeah. and I was in the toilet and they were all annoying me and I took it into the toilet with me I'm on the floor and it's so dramatic but I'm like what is the point of me and all this kind of stuff and blah, blah, blah. but I think it's that as yeah. well everything's happening at once I feel so sorry for anyone that's not at it yet sorry Natalie but Aww. you do all these things and then you're having a career and you're being a, a, a wife and a sister and a mum and all of these things but then this hits you you mm. wake up and you're like I don't feel like myself mm. what what is this you know what I mean but the great thing is thank God for Davina McCall whatever you think yes. of her and getting that amazing documentary out there yeah. the amount of women that I know that that has helped yeah, whether you like it or not whack it on get it on and that really helped me I just drank it in like oh my God so all of that's mm. But I'm, apparently it doesn't last that much longer. <laughs> Nearly there, Jules. I don't know. I think keep talking about it. Okay. I do. I think keep talking about it because people relate to you so much and just appreciate oh, it. You know, they appreciate the honesty and it makes me feel better knowing that, you know, I can phone you in a few years and be like, please do. <laughs> yeah, please do. Help me. I'm yeah. on the bathroom floor. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And hopefully, well, genuinely by then there might be something else yes. out there to support everybody. And do you know what I mean? It's, but then you're doing all the work the now, Natalie. Mm. You're doing all this the now. I stand by that. Mm -hmm. You're in this routine already, like you've said to us about you know cold water therapy and yoga and stuff you keep that yeah. going then that's the plan 
Yeah. That's the plan. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. Well, listen, thank you guys so, so much. We're done. Are you kidding? That's wow. It. Yeah. Have you asked minutes. all your questions? Yeah. <laughs> Have you? Yeah. <laughs> See, she made that easy, didn't she? What are you worrying about? It's great. I'm sweating. Are you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it's a chat, though. It's just a chat. She's your man if you're sweating. (laughs) (laughs) To the point where I'm sweating this, but I was like, I wanted to put these colours on. You'll start to think about stuff like that all the time. It's awful. But... Then Thank you're in your you. tub. That's it. I know that's where I'm going to go right now. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so you're going to your actual first one. I can't actually drink that in. Yeah, we're, we're uh, Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong. <laughs> that's who we are. Hi, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank Not you. at all. Thanks, Total Honestly, pleasure. <laughs> pleasure for me. And I hope everybody enjoys listening in. I'm sure they will. Right. Great of to see you again. Of course they will. Thanks so much, Thank Natalie. You.